Do you have gaming disorder? We're talking about that, our lasting E3 impressions, and Sony being left behind in the current state of console wars. If all of that interests you, stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. We talk movies. It is just the two of us in studio, Nate. It's you and I. <laughs> I know. Wow, you went right to that I voice. Did. I love it. What is up, guys? I'm Patrick Dees. I am one of your two hosts today. I am joined by the one, the only Nate Miller. I'm number two. Yeah, you are. Nate Miller. <laughs> What's up, nerds? We are Sans. Uh, we are Sans. Mark Donica, Stacey Shuttles is out of the country. Kicked him out of here. Only out. It's just you and me. Yep. <clears throat> Steve in the booth. What up, Steve? Hey, guys. I'm counting you as a third, right? So, but, but like to Nate's point, there was just no no three of us song. So it's just a uh, great one. You had to come in. I like it. Could you do yep. the whole show in that sultry voice? Seven. No, I can't. <laughs> you thought about it I I did, like, for I one did. second. I did. I kind of liked it. Uh, yes, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, though, I want to spend some time. You played a ton, so we're going to spend some time. I want to hear what Steve's been up to. More importantly, you played some games, and some games that I've been anxious for you to talk yes. to me about. You sent me a text. I was getting off a plane. I'm like, oh, shit, he's been playing those games. So which do you, what do you want to start with? Um, well, I mean, we, I guess we should start with Wolfenstein. Yeah, I we should. Up Wolfenstein 2. Yep. Um, and played through that. It was. I was actually surprised at how short it was. Okay. Um, in terms of like the just the story story. Yep. I know that there's a lot of side stuff that you can do. There is, but did you actually go on them? Uh, I did a couple. Yep, I did too. But like, they're not like mission critical at all. So like, yeah. I was so anxious to see that. Yeah, next exactly. Thing, totally. The narrative was was it was very good. It reminded me very much of like just playing through an action movie. Yep. Um, and I still haven't finished the first game or New Order just yep. because it gets very repetitive and samey. And I did not have that issue. No. In this part, um, all of the sequences felt like they were actually like you were you were killing nazis but you were killing nazis for like a reason not just because Dude. there's nazis on the screen but you got what i was saying though it was tough for me to talk about this game last year because i kept saying there yeah. this game goes some places yeah i was playing the game <laughs> and on and i was on discord with a couple of my friends and just intermittently would go holy shit like like what what did they do <laughs> right right and just when you think that they can't go anywhere else crazier they go somewhere yep. even more insane yeah it's uh they definitely embraced the tone i think in a in a better way having yep. some of the more ridiculous comedic spots helped uh some of the serious tones i think oh, so, got a good balance i could not yeah, and like it just what gets a, wilder and wilder and what a weird year where 2017 like i still stand by what i said before that bj blaskowitz was arguably the best written character in games in 2017 and i'm like I never would have bet. A I don't know. If I would agree with that. You don't think so? No, it was a good story, but I don't. I don't really. Oh, man, I, I like. Really... I. I appreciate what they did to actually humanize him versus the other games, but. Well, like so, this stuff like, and I won't do. I won't do. We're going to keep this conversation very spoiler free. But one of the things it does address is his father and his relationship with his dad, right? And again, this doesn't give anything away, but it explores that relationship and says like. Also, like, because BJ is famous for killing Nazis, right? That's what he does better. That is his one God-given talent. And, like, I think it was really interesting to look at his dad was so, like, he was a bigoted, uh, like, abuser, right? And they show that very early on. And, like, his desire to not only kill Nazis, not only stems from his hatred of evil Nazis, but to not end up like his father, I thought was a really interesting wrinkle in in his character development. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't. I also don't really want to say too much yeah, because I, did, yeah. I didn't know a lot about it, and I appreciated learning it as I went along. Yeah. But also, I think 
that's not a really good character motivation because everybody should not want to be a Nazi. Like I, 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 I get what you're saying, but, I was but more like nuanced it's like than, right. Of yes. course, yes, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. But it's not like it's like it's like oh, my dad was an alcoholic, so I'm going to try not to drink like <laughs> right. times a thousand. Also, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And <laughs> that's human garbage. I don't want to be that. Right. But like yeah, they um they went some places. I have to ask you this, and if you played this at home, you know exactly what I'm going to talk about. There is a segment on Venus. Did you get the achievement? And I won't say, yes. oh, we'll tell okay, you did. Yes. Okay, perfect. Yes. I, which is code for something it's unbelievable. the first thing that crossed my mind. Perfect. Yes. You're yes. like, okay, good. Uh, I ch- actually, I tried a couple times to see if there was a way to get more achievements. Yes. Yeah, or too. even just if that was a, like a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Steve in the booth, did you play Wolfenstein and do you know what achievement I'm talking about? Uh, I have played the New Order. Okay. I have played the Old Blood. Okay. I have not played the New Colossus. Oh, man. You are going to like this game. It is so on my uh, list. It is, uh, it is something else. Which is interesting. So now as you were playing it, like, when, when I played it, the Switch version hadn't been announced yet. Like, uh-huh. did you spend any time thinking through how it was going to play on Switch? Because it's a silky smooth 60 frames a second, like, on the consoles. Do you, no, do you have any I thought mean, about I'm, it? You're just... I, I, I haven't gotten a Switch yet, so yeah. I don't really... I don't really, you know. No, fair enough. Being having a PC, you know, master race. I get you don't it. really look down. I, I know you look very up very often. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I've actually been surprised with the stuff that the Switch can do. Yep. That being said, I I would not be surprised that it can run this game. Uh, I I don't think it will look as it looks no, like no, on no. PC, it, as evidenced by Doom. Like a Doom doesn't look anything like right. it does on PC. But I mean, as far as mobile, take it on the go. Yep. I think that's a good experience too to be able to. To take with you. I, I do have to say, though, I don't think it's worth a full price tag. As oh. good as it is, okay. I I don't know if I just powered through it and I just expect too much from games, but I wish that I had gotten on sale. I yeah, expected it to be longer. Um, the main story part is it You're was like... also good at games. Like, that's the other thing. Like, I think this game took me a lot I, longer I, than I played probably... played it on, a, on... Not on Billy Terror, but like the one like right below it that was... It was pretty difficult in some spots. I played but. on normal and I like died several times in the course of this game. This game kicked the shit out of me. Yeah. To the point where like there was one section uh, that I like literally was like, if, if, I've, I've tried like eight times in a row. And if I die at ninth time, I'm just dropping it down easy and finishing the game that way. Because I'm so invested in the story and the combat wasn't why I was there, but I was pretty determined mm-hmm. to kind of keep it at normal. But yeah. easily, this is one of the hardest games I've played on a normal setting. Normally, a normal, like, I, if anything, I'm looking to bump it up once in a while because mm-hmm. you get. Most games, their power curve gets to the point where you're like, you're like out of control, you're overpowered, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of the, the fantasy of games. Mm-hmm. This game was not that. Yeah, no, there's no point in the game where you're overpowered. <laughs> no, not no. at all. Some of the bosses I ran from because you can just do that. Yeah, so I like the variety of enemies too. It yeah. was cool. It was cool. But I think the story was the best part. And because of that, I felt like so, I wanted more. Let me, let me ask you this too. Um, I don't want to spend the, the, our whole time on this game, because uh, but, I, but I am interested. Like, So this is a game, like the very beginning, the very beginning of the, the last Wolfenstein, you make a decision of one of two people you're going to uh-huh. save and then and asks you as you boot this one, hey, by the way, which person did you save in the uh-huh. first one? With almost no context. And if you haven't played the first one, it's weird. Who did you save? Um... I saved the young guy or the, the older young guy. guy. The, okay, okay. I also yeah. saved the young guy. Okay, cool. So we had that the same stories. We'll have yeah. a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, most did, of my I friends thought it was crazy. By watch, the way, watch the other. You did. Yeah. I, see, I, need to see I wish I had picked the other one though. Man, his acid trips were great. They were great. No. And that is in the E3 commercial. I did not spoil anything, but the man goes hey. on acid strips. No, literally, it's in, the, it's in the commercial. It's, very, it's very good. No. Okay. Fair enough. 
Ah, but there's so many other characters in that game are unbelievable. Have I'm you telling seen you, the, what the what the other guy no. does? Just go to YouTube and just like well, look I'll at the differences. Out. Okay, and there's like a great video that just shows All you right. both. And I, I, it really feels like they, the other one is the one you're supposed to choose. Okay, and then the I, and I think it he's was kind I of think... like a well, if you went this way, we're just going to be kind of funny. I stuck with my choice. I was like, yeah. look, I, I I made this bet. I'm sleeping in it. This is what's happening. Um. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you finished that. Just because that was one of my favorite like narrative experiences. Because there was two two times, which we'll talk about, where I just I couldn't believe that it went where it went. It's very good. So um, lots to talk about on off mic. You but you finished another game. I did. Which was I've been putting uh, the time into God of War. Yeah, you have. Yes, I haven't finished it. Finished it, but I finished the story. It's pretty much finished it. And then you're out killing Valkyries right now. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, cleaning well, that um, stuff up. Um, running from getting destroyed by valkyries right yeah now at this, at oh, that was my experience too yeah. i'm on the I just very did last the, valkyrie finally the molten fire place yep. and got through all the challenges yep. and then and can't do anything to the valkyries and i'm going to leave okay and, yeah so i'm on the very last valkyrie i'm in the queen okay. and also uh it was you thought my wolfenstein experience was bad i just i called stacy i was i threw my controller i'm like i don't understand she's like i just put it on easy to fuck that lady and i'm like all right uh okay but like okay so i know you guys give me shit because look i spent a year and a half or two years with mark and stacy doing a show about video game movies in which i came in here and just hated everything i spent literally all week watching a shitty movie and writing notes wasting time so i could talk about something that's bad and this is exciting because i gotta talk about things that i genuinely love um you give me shit about liking too much but the but this story was they like so you shit about liking too much. You just when you like something, you get very excited yeah, about it, totally. and you use lots of hyperbolic ap- words. Yes, totally. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And that's I why like I liking love things. You. No, no. Fair yes. enough. Um, how do you think this game? Do you think it's in the conversation for game of the year? Oh, will be one said and done. You definitely. think so? Okay. Yeah. So, you, so it wasn't great. Like I mean, it's 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 up there as one of the better games this year. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I don't know if I would say definite, just because it's. It's, it's still kind of early, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's a pretty pretty solid, I would say. Me too. Um, it's definitely I can see why, how it's why it's a console seller. Yep. Um, I you know I have I'm going to give it back to Mark and I put it on not the easiest mode, but one below what I would normally play, just so I could get through it. Yeah. And I really really like the combat system, but yes. I'm a god. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I just kind of. Just played through it just so I could get the story because I want to get it back to Mark. But if I do get a PS4 at some point, and I I could definitely see myself buying this game again and playing it on the harder difficulty and playing through it again. But you see, like, and we are um, for people who are watching at home, we're actually going to do a spoiler cast on yes. this because I really want to talk about the narrative because I think it is one of the the crowning achievements of this game. But like, my one thing, the exciting thing for me was my case was to you, and I don't want to say too much before you played it, was that like every individual piece of this game is best in class. My point would be the combat is amazing and really deep, mm-hmm. right? And then, so if you look at that in isolation and the visuals, it's arguably the best looking console game, hard stop. And then you have a story that's one of the best in games, I right? think the like, story is being overhyped. Fair, fair. I think it... I think it's really good. Right. Um, I think the, for example, I think the Wolfenstein story is better. I think it's better. Yeah, I think it's written. on par. Yeah. Um, the God of War story is, is good. Yep. The presentation, is, I think, is a big part of it. Totally. Um, but I would definitely attribute at least my positives for that game more to how well it looks and how well it plays. It plays amazing. And how smooth everything runs together. Yep. But there were, you know, we'll talk more about the story, but I there were wait. some dragging points for me. And I, some of the boat stuff 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair. They, they do a decent. It job might be with... just because I play. I play a lot late at night. But mm-hmm. And I'm you're just, just sleepy. Uh... <laughs> like, come on. What? Uh, what come on. Uh... Okay. Tell me the stories. Hurry up. Uh, I had out of ten, though. I want to know what, what what you thought of that first boss fight. I know you're, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Dude I'd shows up and there's a boss fight. I'd give it ten, a ten out of ten. Like I've never but, seen a but boss that's fight. Another one of my like gripes with the game is that fight is so good and then I there's agree. nothing Even like close. it nope and they in fact they go back to that well a few too many times with that character yeah and i am not yeah, the no, same. i am with you it's they, not the same what and an i impression. also expected maybe and maybe this is why i do have a few issues with the game is based off that fight i expected a completely different game yeah I yeah i think that's fair Sets a real high bar real early. In fact, I don't know yeah. too many action movies that have a scripted sequence that's shot as well as that first fight. Um, I could show, you. Few, I could show you a few. All right, I'd but be they interested. do. They definitely, yeah, they definitely captured the cinematic effect, and they're they've gotten really good at the quick time events. Of, yeah, of like, yeah. and especially with that, with how smooth the transitions are, the blurring of when am i in control when am i not it felt good yeah sometimes i like to just let go of the sticks just to see like am i doing <laughs> yeah, this is it right. are you doing this yep. oh, yeah. uh and even at the end they continue some of that when atreus gets involved in some of the cutscene type stuff man ah uh, that and that kid's arc too again we'll talk about it in the spoiler cast stay tuned please follow us on twitter uh we will let you know uh when and where that's going to air because we're going to talk all about that but atreus's arc was something else too yes. like i thought that was what a cool companion. Yep. Like, I'm curious for where they take it next. As am I. And they have a lot of ways they can go, mm-hmm. which I think is, is really exciting. My Did hope is that it doesn't take another five years. Return back to... And take some, go, go back to the house and sleep? Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, mm-hmm. but I, I know it happens. Oh, you, you, okay, cool. Uh, not, real not, quick, guys. Yeah. Uh, Steven, the booth. Do Hit we it. know the sequel's confirmed? No, I, no, I mean, I mean I, do I, they like money? They literally, <laughs> they were, it was the fastest selling first party title since PlayStation 2. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, like, again, nothing's confirmed. One thing Corey Balrog said over and over again is that he doesn't want to make DLC for this one. Mm-hmm. He'd like to just get on to making the next game. And now that they have an engine and kind of an, like, he said he's got four or five of these games storyboarded. So, you so know, does that I mean hope... that there's no DLC, but the DLC is just fully fleshed out games in the same engine? Right. I, I, I'm fine with. I think no. I think they're literally but, just making a sequel. My point is, there's not going to be like uh, the Adventures of Balder or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I don't think there's going to be. We're not getting more. But would additions. you be surprised if your progression carried over? I would love it. No, I would. would be great, right? Like, I don't think they will. I'd be surprised. I don't. There's no way that does. And in fact, like, look, we're two years out from another console generation, so like, this might be a launch title for the PS5. Yeah, that's, that's a good true point too. there. So, I mean, I, I think two years would be really aggressive. Um, you have full disclosure. My cousin was the um, the loot table and uh, progression designer on this game, and so having heard horror stories about what it took to get this one off the ground, like, I don't know. But, I mean, they've, they've got, like, workflow down now. Like, I don't I don't know. Maybe two years isn't too optimistic, I'm but also not, I, I, yeah. I don't always see it. I'm not crazy about the RPG systems that they put in. That's my cousin. The... Now you're just shit-talking my no, family. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, the loot tables are It's are cool, excellent. right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it, I know. It was imperfect. And it was really interesting, too. It was one of the things that he'd said, and I hope I'm speaking out of school, Nick, like, one of the things that they put in very last in that whole game was all of the UI. Like, didn't really have an idea of what any of that was going to look like six weeks before the game shipped, which that is makes sense. crazy. Right? It looks and you like could tell. somebody vomited it out. And you could kind of tell. And they the like first time I the hit font. pause, I yep. was like, whoa. whoa. Okay. All right. Uh, dude, I'm really glad that you, you kind of powered through this. I think, like, our Game of the Year conversation is going to be awesome this year. And I'm glad that you got uh, 
do that. And that's I'm very excited about we've all played. What's that? I know that's going to be good. So stay tuned. We're definitely having spoiler conversation because I think this warrants a good at least 30 minutes on this story because it's again one of the better ones in gaming. Steve, you were telling me on mic, man, you've been playing some good stuff. I'm curious to see what you've been playing, man. Uh, yes. Um, as I was looking at all the wonderful sales that the PSN had going on during the week of E3, they had yeah. the Days of Play sale plus the E3 sale, and um, yeah, I've been uh, I've actually been going back into my catalog on some other games that I have been struggling to make the time for since last year. One of them being Neo. Oh as yeah. There was a, a sequel announced, and with uh, as as we'll talk later on with um, uh, our greatest impressions from this year's E3. Uh, quick shout out to Ghost of uh, Tsushima uh, and uh, Sekiro so Shadows Died Twice. It invigorated so much for me to go back into playing Neo, and I've just been having a blast with it. Going back in, this is a game you've already finished before. Uh, no, it no. is not. Okay, actually. you put I got it down. Stuck. Okay, okay. This is. Uh, let me give you a very please, very brief breakdown on. Yeah. Neo. Okay, so it plays like Dark Souls, right? But it's not Dark Souls. It's got the same people behind uh, Ninja Gaiden. Right. And yet a whole bunch of fans of Onimusha are just playing the living daylights out of this thing. And, yeah, that's – I mean, it's fantastic. Which, it's it's super hard. There's uh, a lot of skill put into the techniques of, of the fighting system, the different stances with the different weapons and everything. And there's co-op. And they've uh, patched the co-op since it initially came out. Uh, it seems to be fully functional at this point. It is freaking great. I think that's like where I like if I if I even sniff Dark Souls around any sort of title, I literally just check that out. I'm like, not for me, and I know I'm obtuse. I really need to like let that go. Nope, same. It's just I and so like the minute like um, Neo looks beautiful, and I've heard nothing but like uh, the the combat's amazing. But like again, if it's a Dark Souls like, if it's even mentioned in that same breath, I usually tune out. Yep. But the idea of like co op. Kind of gets me excited, like taking anything on with with friends. Nate's There's like co-op no. in Dark Souls too. I mean, uh, yeah, ish, sure right? Definitely. Okay. Well, what really pulls me in, I guess, uh, with Neo more than uh, Bloodborne, more than uh, Dark Souls, is just the uh, the samurai, right? Feudal Japan setting, and just the techniques with the sword. I mean, you get all the moves set up. You play that thing like Bushido Blade. Yep. Where are you? Yeah, I think that's what they got Bushido Blade too, right? Oh yeah. Um, anything else you've been playing? So you, you've been E three's kind of like gave you that impression, like that that you should be moving on to that. Is there anything else that you've uh, been in your in your in your playlist here? I actually, believe it or not, <laughs> um, as still being a fan of Prey, I picked up the uh, the Mooncraft. Oh DLC no, was, and uh, and I it, like is it, it. Is it as roguelike as it looks? And tell me about like is there story progression to it? Because I thought that trailer was very vague. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, brief synopsis. Um, it is roguelike in the sense that it's a separate chapter. You're not playing as the same character. You're in a different setting. You're kind of on a moon base. Right. Put into a virtual reality system that's to investigate a derelict uh, moon, uh, other moon base, essentially, that is remote. Uh, no responses on the comms. Everybody's presumably dead. And it's definitely hostile alien faction happening over there. So... You start off as one character, and then you go from that to your exit, but you can explore along the way, whatever you find. If you find 
uh, other corpses of other members of the crew. You find them. Okay. And then later on, you get to play as them. And so you've got to one... locate them first. Yes. And then is it run-based? So, like, if I get through with a lot of materials in that next run, th- as I play as one of those other characters, they'll have what I found in my first run through? Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's, that's how you unlock things. I, I wasn't each sure. Each character has special stats huh. to them as well. Not to mention different timelines in the story of the base. Which is why it looks like it's in various conditions that they show in the trailer. Exactly. Like, it was, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm about it. I'm definitely about it. Nate, are you big, like, roguelike? Nope. No, you don't do roguelikes either? Not your jam? Uh, I'm just not, I just don't like Prey. Yeah, I don't like Prey either. <laughs> like, so, look, like, we, we've talked about it on the show. But like, okay, here's me being a little bit negative. Like, I've, there's a game that I've never wanted to like more than Prey. Like, I spent 42 hours with Prey. Like, it's my jam. It is a systems-driven game. It's like, it's not the rogue like the original, but like, it's it's sci-fi. It's really heady. Um, like, I love Deus Ex. Like, all these other games that like from that Looking Glass lineage, I was like, this should be my jam. And I was telling Steve, like, 42 hours in, I look, I just had a hard look at myself. I'm like, I'm not having any fun with this. I can't. This is true. I, uh, and yeah. I wanted to. This, But, like, I can genuinely say I invested. 42 hours? I know, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I felt like I did. Like, well, I kept, I just I kept talking Nate. Patrick into it. Patrick would come to me uh, know, off the you, set and you be did. like, man, I, I'm, you know, how are you liking this yeah. game? Like, you know, it's, like, trying to get a freaking weapon together. I'm right. just running around with a wrench, yep. like, smacking these things that, you know. Disguise themselves as cops, man. I'm, I'm bored. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm really bored. I, tr- I kept, I kept going back to the well, but finally, I'm like, I, I can't. And so, I'm not a big um, horror game person. It's fair. So, the, uh, I wasn't interested on that front. And everything I've seen of the game, yep, looks awful. There's a cool story, so, but the, the combat's real bad. <laughs> combat's real bad. Yeah. I just, it's just no Dishonored, right? Like, I thought it was going to be in, like, a sci-fi Dishonored. Sign me the fuck up. Right, I, mean, right, I still right. haven't, oh, I can't get into Dishonored too. Can't recommend so. it. Up. Those things, you can run around like a finely tuned, like, John Woo movie, right? Like, running, running, sliding, put a razor thing under a table as they run by, they explode. Like, th- th- that combat's utterly fantastic, but... But nevertheless, yeah, well, I'm I glad. Mean, look, I'm glad it exists. I'm not. Yeah. I was excited for you specifically when when uh, uh, when they showed up on their their press conference. Absolutely. So. Well, I mean, it plays like Bioshock. That's the that's the closest. Uh, no, that's can... so generous. It does not play anywhere near as well. I wanted to play like Bioshock, and it's that lineage, right? Like that's that team. I mm, I really wanted to like pray, but I'm glad you're like, you're enjoying the uh, the DLC. How much is the DLC? Oh, I think it was over $20. Yeah, okay. It's up there. I was surprised um, to see more from that team. Yes, I was. I was too. Definitely, and that definitely bit, surprised. That bit during the conference did not work when she pretended to be a mimic. Do you remember this in the conference? No, in the Bethesda? it did not work. It, mm, <laughs> nope. Mm, okay, you just Kudos. did. Yeah, <laughs> they, Kudos. Like, Tuned it up. Yeah. Actually, I probably skipped past the price. You though. probably did. They. Uh, it was. It, it fell real flat, so you missed absolutely nothing. So, like, this time of year is weird, right? There's no, you know I me, mean, like, latest, newest, best. I'm playing most of whatever's new, but there's just nothing. And so what I've gone back and started playing DLC from the other games from okay. earlier this year. So um, I just bought and finished this week uh, Far Cry 5, 5 Hours of Darkness, okay, which is their first DLC. It's Vietnam. Uh-huh. And, the, and the, the setup is, do you know about it? Uh-huh. The setup is a guy lives in Hope County. He's telling the story about when he, his chopper went down in Nam, and this is how he gets out. And so they give you... Like, I don't know, it's maybe the size of, like, one of the thirds of those maps, you know? And uh-huh. it basically says, here's your exit point. 
you can go straight there if you want. I bet you can get out in 45 minutes if you want. Or here's this whole map and you can rescue other people that were within part of your crew. And so I, I obviously wanted to see everything. The things that it does differently would be um, if you destroy anti-aircraft guns, it opens up an airstrike, right? So in various parts of it. So you've got to clear various parts. Like uh, each one's a little geography. So if you kill that anti-aircraft gun, then you've got this part of the map you can just signal up to five airstrikes mm-hmm. and just blow the shit out of the encampments. It's kind of cool. And then you get a stealth bonus. So as you go, the first dude you ace in in stealth I'm making these up, but like the first one is like you spot the next guy easier and then you move 50% faster and then your guy spots people for you up and they stack up to like six and theoretically you have them until you're spotted. Um, but it's kind of interesting. It really incentivizes that stealth and it takes away all of the like the gadgets, right? Like it's just iron sights and mm-hmm. it's just um, – so he's, I thought it was really, really interesting and really um, – that first did game – finish it? I did. I, I did. I mean there's not much of an ending, but I think – it makes that violence feel real in a way that, like, I was kind of concerned, like, it's tough when you parody, like, actual wars, right? And, like, places where people actually died. And I thought that they were going to treat the violence the same way they did in Hope County. It would be over-the-top, goofy, far cry violence. Um, but you early on, you get a guy in your squad, and his barks are dark. Like, he's been in a POW camp. And so when he screams, he's very upset at the vehicle. <laughs> I just like, you you take this! And it's like, it's really fucked up. Most of the time, I'm like... Yeah, I'm ending people's lives. This is not, like, okay. So it was a very, it was a tonal shift. Um, but I just like Far Cry games. I really mm-hmm. like that formula. And what I like about that game is, you know, you, you light up the Far Cry map, right? Like, do you remember that when you first see this map, it's, like, almost intimidating? Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm never going to finish. I loved that game. This, it's accessible. You know, you've got six hours with this. It's Vietnam. It's a whole different color palette. It was, like, green and dark gray and a lot of fog. Um, it's cool. I, I really dug it. Yeah, and there's uh, more DLC coming throughout the summer. I think the, net one, the next one is uh, the one that goes to Mars. Oh, when is when is shooting that? Up, Do you know? Shooting up some aliens. I'll look up. the Yeah, date could you check that out for me? Because yep, I'm absolutely. really curious. That gives me something else to be excited. Oh yes, about. definitely. I think I'm waiting then, for the collection of that to get it on on sale. Did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't would. get the the pass. The pass. Yeah. I got the pass, and it inclu- part of why was because it it came with uh, Far Cry Three, a remaster. Mm. Uh, which going back to Far Cry Three, to dude, going back to Far Cry Three after the improvements in Five, you think it's going to be three like with those improvements. You come back, and all of that quality of life is gone. It is rough. Yeah, visually it looks good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh, but it was very tough to go back to after oh. you play. Like because Five play is so great. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the open world games have come a long way. From they were right at its time. It was watershed it moment. A lot of things. Totally right. agree. But we've come a long way. We have, and it was really evident when I booted that up. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I like. I was like, let's do this Far Cry thing because that's what I was going to be in my DLC. Was I'm just going to play through three again because it's been a long even time. Four would play a little dated now. I can't imagine. Probably this one felt again. just. Uh, it was. It was rough. I will say though, I played for the first like hour and a half. Man, Voss is fucking cool. Voss was just the highlight of that game. Do you remember? How it's, yeah. Do you remember how it starts? Yeah, the first few hours of that game are great, dude. Do you like you're watching that that uh, MIA Paper Planes video with you and your stupid friends on vacation? It's so good. I've uh, forgotten. Hey guys, just to follow up on yes. the Far Cry Five DLC release dates. Uh, what I have is for the month of July 
is Lost on Mars, and then in August Great. is uh, Dead Living Zombies. That's the last piece of the DLC. Give me but all no of that. But no actual dates, so we're looking at just sometime in July and sometime in August. But, but that's uh, right good. around the corner. But that's good because September, like we've got Tomb Raider coming out, then we October we get into Red Dead and all of the fourth quarter you mean games. October? I mean Broketober. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. There's so many games. Um, and then uh, let me quickly. We have some news that we're going to get to uh, here, but I also picked up. Um, and this is what I've been really, really interested in. Um, it's uh, Assassin's Creed Origins Curse of the Pharaohs, which I don't know. Uh, did you, do you know of that I one? I have it. Yeah. You I started it. it um, How far in did you get? Not very, not, not very far. far. I just got I, – I bought – I got the pass, so I got both of them. Cool. And I spent some time playing through the first one. Yep. But then after I beat it, I s- stepped into that one a little bit. And was like, all right, I'm, I'm good for right now. So let's I mean, swap. It's different, tell me but about it's... Cur- the the quiet ones or whatever, and I'll tell you about Curse of the Pharaohs because I'm really interested in that. But I just skipped over it because it looked like more cool. of the same. It is more of the same. Got it. It's cool. It's cool from a story perspective too because there's actually it advances the plot. Should I go back and pick it up then? Uh, I, I mean, have... I have it, but like yeah. I just decided not to play it. I just went yeah. right to Curse of the Pharaohs. I'd okay. say it's worth playing for sure. Um, yeah, Curse of the Pharaohs is cool. I played it enough to know what it is. It's real big. <laughs> it's massive. Yeah, I just don't know if I want the uh, the prospect of the fantasy stuff was cool. Yep. Until I actually was doing it, and then I was like, mm, it's, not, "It's not what I play this game I for." I think what's so especially cool... now playing God of War. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, I will give you that. Right, the combat's just so much better. You're yeah, totally right. It's just not, it, but it's not even just better. I mean, it is better, but also just like for what it's for. Like, you're the game's not designed for you to be fighting mummies and cursed pharaohs and stuff. The game's designed for you to be fighting Romans and yep. Greek dudes. Like, I think it's worked to this point. What's interesting to me though is just like what a departure it is like from a palette perspective. Like the game, like it, you would never conflate this game and the base game. Like you could just literally walk in. Uh, the very beginning but like when you go into all of the the tombs right you go into those different tombs and stuff okay it's just so like it's such a departure from anything that you've ever seen okay like um, i I, didn't go into any of the tombs oh so the tombs so the tombs you go into each one of these like these pharaoh's worlds right and so Mm -hmm. the you go inside this one uh the first one you go into and it's all it's like paradisical, right? There's this like okay. sun's larger than life. So that's where the landscape Because I'm going to say, because I was dude. like, I got there in the city and I was like. Oh yeah, the, the first city is exactly the I've same. Okay, yeah, before. yeah, it's totally. Just, just got scary mummies everywhere. No, and then you, what you do is you go into the, you go through these tombs and they like ostensibly like teleport you to like a different world. And mm-hmm. then you have a whole different map, which is each is Pharaoh's like afterlife. Right, right. So the first two that I've been to, the first one is like, again, it's like paradise. It's brighter than everything. It's like, everything looks like, like you would imagine a paradise where it's super clean. It's like. And it just looks – everything's a little off. Like birds have human faces and it's like you're definitely in another place. And then the second one is this like field of wheat, uh, which is like, again, that whole – it's a gladiator scene. Mm-hmm. When it's, and it's, again, just unlike anything you've ever seen. The There's ships just floating in the wheat, just cruising by. It's really cool. very surreal, very cool. I'll have to give it some more time. Highly recommended if you're looking for something to play in the drought. So um, we are going to talk about gaming disorder. But first, I want to ask uh, – you know, I, uh, ostensibly, this is a news show. We talk a little bit of news. Last week was arguably the biggest segment of news all year long. I want to ask you, Nate, like, what were your, like, what were your lasting impressions from E3? We had our E3 show, and I felt like we didn't have the time really to let that conversation breathe. Like, now that we're a week out, dust is settled. It's been two weeks. Now that two weeks have set past, <laughs> dust is super settled. What, like, what do you, what are you, what do you think? Like, um... Was it underwhelming? Was it about what you thought you'd get? Like, 
What like I think talk to me. three is dumb and a relic of the past. I know you do. Anything stick out for you? What what are you most excited about then from E three? I know you're dead inside. Yeah, dead and Redemption hurt you. two wasn't an E three. I know. <laughs> I don't. Right, I don't. Yeah, okay. I like. Like yeah, it was hype watching it together. I had a good time and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of the games, I don't know if it's because I'm a PC gamer, but That's I fair. just like seventy six was cool. But I mean, we find out about that before then, and like I'm not, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm not like crazy super hyped for it. There's just nothing. I don't know if I'm maybe I'm just old and grumpy now. No. But like E three just doesn't. It's like it's like the music industry. Like you can't. No one listens to you can't break a record on the radio anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. No, you you're right. Listen to stuff on yep. streams. So yep. I feel like the gaming community and space is just we consume games different. Games are produced different. Yeah, this yeah. whole games as a service thing has games that aren't necessarily re- all done and they're released. How does that fit into a hype cycle of a yearly show where ex- there are expectations for like? I just feel like it would be better if they just spread the directs out throughout the year. Well, they're doing that. Like, yeah. I think you're right. I think we're seeing that. But I think this is the one chance for the the, the um, electronic entertainment industry has to have, like, mainstream media watch. Like, they're never going to get a USA Today to watch uh, a Red Dead trade. Red Dead's the one exception. But, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's never going to be a Halo announcement that, like, USA Today picks up if it's not an E3. That's right, where, like, right. mainstream media shows up and it's not just enthusiasts like us. Like just, the exclusivity of a premiere at a showroom floor. 100%. I mean, I I think <clears throat> Thanks, that's definitely true now. I think it's less true than it was in the past and I think as time goes on it's going to get even less and less true. I think as games <clears throat> become more about culture and also younger people who don't read the Wall Street Journal yeah, yeah, yeah. don't care about You're New right. York Times, they get all their news from YouTube and 100%. Twitter and Twitch and they're watching these games. And so when the mar- as the market starts to change and people realize that these people are not who they're selling to, they're yep. selling to these people, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to have to adjust how they do that. And I think we're just, I think we're still very early on to it. You know, always are not dead completely. Yep. But I think that for me, I'm ready to. I'm I'm kind of done with E3. I've, That's I don't know. fair. No. Like I, I like seeing the announcements. I like hearing people talk, but I'd rather just get stuff throughout the year. Yeah, I'd rather have more natural interactions. Like it's the the amount of time that I spend with Blizzard and the end when right, Jeff right, Kaplan right. gets on and he's talking about development and and they do the hearts like. And then even Bungie, as they have been kind right. of shitty, they still do directs. They still do, they do. their they do. live streams and stuff. Right. So. Coming from that as my primary communities to the console game where you just get these big companies and it's so industrial and everything's so rigid and like awkward. I think I think that's because they've got so like I you're totally right. Like I think you're speaking to two different things, right? Like one would be community management management. Like you feel a connection with Kaplan and those guys. Like and I think that's super important because you are one of the three customers that they have to juggle at E3, right? So mm-hmm. they've got that's why those things feel awkward because they're pitching to three different groups, right? Like us as consumers, the people that actually buy the games, they're pitching to retailers, people that are like managing pre-orders and right. putting stuff on shelves. And then they're also, believe it or not, pitching to stockholders, right? Right? They literally have to set expectations for these, which is why you get those weird right. like the Microsoft event where they uh, mention that machine learning preloading thing right. all for stockholders, right? Like, cause you don't yeah. give a shit. Like I, I think I, it's I, clever technology. I think that's really cool, but I yes, agree. Yes. Right. Yeah. But like, uh, again, it's not going to drive hype, right? Like, right. so um, yeah, I think it is. It's, it is a relic and it's starting to feel, this one was weird this year too, because Steve, I don't know if you agreed, but like, it felt like I've heard it described as like an exhale or like an inhale. Sorry. Like we, 
new consoles are coming and it's like this game this for me this e3 was about like games that didn't show up like rocksteady wasn't here so is that just a, a launch console like a launch game for the, the the for the next console like we didn't see anything with the avengers project for me this one there were some exciting moments like I, i'm very stoked about cyberpunk yeah. I think for me, like this, it, it feels like it's in a holding that's pattern. That's a good point. I think me not being invested in the console totally. cycle at all, it probably takes away has to some of that. Yeah, yeah, for me. So yeah, for me, this this E three was just that. It was like you can tell that everybody's bracing for new new hardware, mm-hmm. and we even got an Xbox code name like I, which is called the Scarlet. Like I wouldn't be surprised. These things aren't two years away, so we'll have these by twenty twenty. Which is tough because I invested in both mid cycle upgrades. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I think Cyberpunk was the one thing. Like, I really hope they released the behind closed doors demo. I couldn't get my way into to seeing that stuff, but like, I've heard enough about it that I'm like really, I'm excited. CD Projekt Red guy, he, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we pretty much guessed that for the uh, Microsoft panels, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I, again, but what, what, are the, what a great moment too, as they like bring the lights down. Uh, I thought that was pretty great. See, like, uh, we talked a little bit, too. Um, you were affected by a couple games at E3. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we kind of wrap up E3 for this year? Uh, yeah, I'd like to take a moment and talk about Sekudo. Yeah. Shadows Die Twice. Now, that's from software. That's a lot of Dark Souls fans taking a look at that game and go, well, wait, wait a minute. That, that doesn't look like Dark. Wait. But Published by Activision, like too. Yes. Okay. Well, that's crazy. Interesting throwback to that, right? Yeah. So there's uh, a few things with that, uh, that at least with the trailer, as we finally find out like what kind of game it is, Feudal Japan, mm-hmm. Samurais, Ninja, crazy characters, crazy storylines, you can expect some kind of um, uh, feral spont- spontaneity. Uh, with how that will transpire, judging by what we saw from a boss fight in the trailer. Yep. Uh, using a grappling hook in the middle of the combat because the guy, if I remember correctly, was on horseback. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited for that. Uh, I thought it was going to be Bloodborne 2. I think you and the rest um, of the world. I think everybody was pretty shocked. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a huge Tenshu fan. And, oh, cool. And uh, being a, you know, light, lightweight Dark Souls player, you know, uh, shout out to Neo, Neo 2, premiered at E3. Um, I'm really looking forward to this because I think it's going to it's gonna scratch that itch of being a ninja in something else than Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, more ninjas is always a good thing. I don't think even Nate would, would not disagree with that. <laughs> never have too much ninjas. I agree. Uh, oh, and, and furthermore, uh, shout out again to Ghost of uh, Tsushima, that had inspired me so freaking much, Patrick and Nate. Oh my god! Two. I actually, uh, I I fired up the old Criterion collection of Lone Wolf and Cub. I have been watching those. I've been getting my roommates of course you into have. it. I picked up Lady Snowblood. Okay. And I picked up Zaitoshi, the Blind Swordsman. Twenty five films to go through. On that note, right. I'm going to need you I to show me these because I uh, for I, real. I need I like I need a I need a a coach to help me to know what I should be. watching. Watching before that game hits. Sure. It's called uh, the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Just just all of them? <laughs> all of the, all of the Japanese yeah. ones. All right, fair yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, Done. Also, one who has studied in like things like Mimo Tomusashi's The Book of Five Rings uh, for two-handed sword goal. fighting and, and being a fan of that uh, for some time. I am just... 
I'm ecstatic, okay? Like, I am looks so real good. ecstatic. I went to a used video game store last week, and I found a copy of Blood Will Tell for the PS2. Wow. I am that excited. All right. Of, of Tsushima See, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. That Bring is it. the magic of and E3 right there. It's, it's like, oh. So I'm talking about, he likes liking things, too. How does that make you feel? There's no way I could do <laughs> that game. I'd be so, I would go to the store. I'd be so excited. I'd turn it on. Oh, what the hell is this? <laughs> it looks like doo-doo. Oh. It is tough for me to go back to, man. In I your like, mind, it looks I know, it's it looks tough. 1080p because that's what you're used to until you turn it on. It is tough for me yeah, to go I've, back to. I've ruined too many childhood games like I, that. I don't even – I can't even do like a lot of the remasters. Like, like I guess I was just telling you, Far Cry 3 like not only looks rough but like plays rough. So You know what doesn't play rough? What doesn't Kingdom play rough? Kingdom Hearts remaster. Yeah. Oh, you playing that? Do you on the back? No. I mean, I'm trying not to. Because <laughs> you don't want to like... So, okay, so there's not... A, not all of you is dead inside. You were pretty excited about all the Kingdom Hearts stuff. Yeah, but I've been excited about the Kingdom Hearts right. stuff for... True, true, true. Years. I know, Ten I know. years. So like, thank so God there's E3 that'll give that to you. I don't... like. <laughs> and the E3 trailer was whack, too. It was whack. We got a little five-second difference in each one. It like, was we're very getting, whack. We got, I know. we got more from the... Just stop. D23. Yeah. So. Just stop. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I, so I think that's a, a wrap on that. We do have a couple quick news items, and I want to talk to you, Nate, about uh, – I want to diagnose you to Uh-oh. see if you have gaming disorder. Did you see the story this week? I did. What, uh, so this is the uh, International Classification of Diseases Presents Gaming Disorder. This is everywhere on the internet, at least like on all the, uh, the enthusiast sites. I'm going to read you a little bit about this. It says, gaming disorder is characterized by a pattern of persistent or recurring gaming behavior, digital gaming, video gaming, which may be online, i.e. over the internet, or offline, manifested by impaired control over gaming, e.g. onset frequency, intensity, duration, termination, context, increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that it takes precedent over other interests in life and daily activities. I don't know, I like gaming. And the continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. That three is... The distinction there. What did you think about uh, what did you think about this di- this gaming disorder? I don't know. I mean, I personally, I think it's a real thing. I think it's definitely. I think there's definitely people that deal with it. I think. I mean, I saw a lot of people making jokes about this, yep. uh, and I understand. I mean, people. Are, some people are def- definitely going to be quick to diagnose people that don't have a problem. They just play a lot of games. Totally. Um, but I, I definitely think that there are people out there, young kids, who play too many games to the point of where it causes them harm. I know that I yeah. have had, you know, rough weeks and months of where I kind of lose myself in games yep. and I'm not doing things that I should be doing, and. I, I I don't know. I I think it's I think it's naive to like to not have something like this. Like it's uh, yeah, no. It's so important, and especially we have a we have a generation of kids that are growing up with iPhones and games totally. to be able to play all the time. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know. I think it it definitely needs more work refining it. Um, but I think it's a step in the right direction. I'm very much pro this any any type of treatment because in my opinion, even worst case scenario, if you're misdiagnosed. You have what you have to go in therapy and talk about why you play games, and someone will go say, "Oh, he's just escaping, yeah, having a good time as he's taking care of his responsibilities," or "No, he's medicating and neglecting from what they need to do." Like, well, so that was really interesting. A lot of the, I didn't mean to make light of it. I, I do find some of this funny when they were classifying like just time spent on gaming, where like literally people are doing this professionally now. But I think what was interesting was that that three, right? Like, um, 
uh, continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. Right. Well, see, and, and that's and when I, you know, because I, I saw the link and the quote that you see is, the, oh, if you play 20, 20 hours, hours a week. Right. right. You see that, oh, yeah, it's easy to make jokes. But when I actually read the whole thing I and agree. saw, and you read all of it, yep. they're not trying to... It's not. This is not an attack on gamers. This is not like the video games make you violent. What not they're saying is there some people are playing too many games, and there isn't a textbook classified definition to point to diagnose that. And and, and it ha- you have to check all three of the boxes. And too. and this gives them access to treatment, which exactly. I think this is. I, so because I am it's with an actual you. diagnosis. And yeah. I also think like and the, the slippery slope here though is that I think like to your point, a lot of times gaming becomes. The escape, right? That is a side effect or a symptom of something else, be it anxiety or be it something else in mm-hmm. life that's present. And this is their, to your point, medication. It is mm-hmm. their, this is a symptom of something else. Mm-hmm. But having it on the books gives people access to, hey, there is treatment here. And if it's not this, it's something else. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am with you. I think, I, I, to your point, like I thought everybody was very snarky with it 20 mm-hmm. hours a week. I just, for me, mental health is a very sensitive subject. Yeah, it I think be. it's underspoken about. And I think it's kind of getting more in talked about in the culture. But then when something like this happened and everyone's first instinct is to make jokes, what that tells me is that people are, are being naive to think that there are not. Well, a large percentage of gamers that think that they're just hardcore gamers that like to play a lot, but in reality they are self-medicating, they're escaping, they're they're using something which can be healthy totally. in an unhealthy way. Yeah, I mean, totally. And like uh, to your point, escaping from things that like we'll hold them back, we'll close other doors. Right. Exactly. So, not 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 working a full day totally. day and you come home and you know it, it, I'm talking well, about to a point of where instead of doing things that you should be doing that are will positively affect you when you're negatively hurting like you're not eating you're not doing yeah, your laundry yeah. you know you're not having you're a missing, you're sacrificing you're calling out relationships work. totally right well so like let me ask you this though because this to me begged a really interesting question like how do you you take mental health seriously and you also are aware of when you've played too many games so like do you have how do you game like how do you ingest your when you have a game that you want to play like like when do you play how long do you play what mm-hmm. days of the week and like do you have controls around it like how do you uh yes and no i mean it really kind of just i find for me it just kind of comes up to, to like how much i'm doing like if i'm really busy if i'm working a lot yep i'm generally not really worried about how much i play because i play when i have a chance totally um versus when I have a lot of free time, that's when I can be more concerned about how much I'm playing. Sure. Uh, sometimes I'll be playing a game and I'll be like, all right, I'm not having fun and I'll close it. And then I'm like sitting at my desk. I'm like, all right, well, like, what am I going to play now? And those are the times when I have to stop and say, well, do I need to play something? If I'm, you know, if there's nothing that I want to play, I can go, I can do something else. I don't have to fill this time right. with video games. Yep. So it's just kind of being real with myself and actually taking the time to think about what i'm doing or why i'm doing present it. right i like that a lot exactly but it is a it is a process and it's a it's a conscious thing because I, I do I, I try to be aware and there are times where i like i shouldn't be doing this i should be doing something else right but now. i like that you're thinking through it like i think <clears throat> i'm not proud of this but i've got a very addictive personality and so from a very young age um i put controls around everything i do because i know whatever i do i do at mock six like i and so Gaming something that I can fall into. So I've got rules around gaming. So, like, I can't game while the sun's up. It's got to be night. I can't game unless I've worked out for more than an for less than an hour. So I need to get an hour workout in every day or I, can not, I won't let myself play games because there are other things that I've got to be doing that are more productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, you know, obviously, if I'm playing, like, I'm, I'm done with work that day. And so – and I usually limit myself to about two hours a night. So because um, – 
but I need I need gaming regularly because that's the other thing that like to your point like mental health gaming for me represents a like life is so uncertain right mm-hmm. like I think you can be like an amazing businessman or brother or you know family member you can do all of the quote unquote right things and have relationships mm-hmm. fail and businesses fail but gaming represents this paradigm in which the right button presses equal a win condition mm-hmm. and for me that is so healthy to be in that for like an hour a mm-hmm. night. Also, yeah, I mean, it's something you can look forward to. It's a, it's a skill that you can sharpen, totally. and it's it's to that credit, it's something that you can also fail. But instead of it being like, all right, you failed it, it's done, it's over, you get to try again. So you get, you know, I think that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I guess I, I guess our, our takeaway would probably be be mindful about when you game and how much you game, and that the realize that time is limited, and you're gaming at the op- it's an opportunity cost, right? You're giving something else to game, and so. Think through it a little bit. So just be wary of it. Like, I'm with you. I'm glad that was your, your relationship with this. Because I was just, the internet was like all snark. Like, it was just all like, ah, blah, whatever. So anyway, something to take pretty seriously. Uh, other quick hitters. Um, we're not going to talk too much. Well, actually, let's do this. Uh, Steve, could you bring up that trailer? Did you see this trailer uh, over the weekend? This uh, Microsoft Switch crossplay commercial, Nate? Nope. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that you watch it. We'll talk over this a little bit. This is a Nintendo Switch commercial. Uh, Steve, you can go ahead and play that. That would be awesome. Um, this was a surreal moment in the history of like gaming for me. Right? Like, here's two. They're just playing. They're playing. They're, look at that. They're playing Minecraft across consoles. Right? There's a Switch. There's an there's an Xbox. The timing of this was incredibly curious. Wait till you see the end of this when they have both logos. Uh, it's this is the state of gaming in 2018. I think this is so rad. Um, it is a surreal moment at the end of this at this trailer where there is actually both logos. See, there it is. Did you see the Xbox One and Switch? Yeah. It's weird. What do you think? No. Buy a PC. I know. We can all play I know. together. I know. But, like, I, but I mean, you know yes. the history of consoles yes. and like and these walled gardens. But would Microsoft be doing this if they were the number one console? Everybody says that. And I, I don't know. Like, um, Phil Spencer's gotten a record saying, look, I... And whether you believe him or not, he said, look, I'm, what's in Microsoft DNA right now is what's good for gamers. And right now, at least with with with, um, with Minecraft, I think they would. Was Halo 6 good for gamers? Halo 6 will be good for gamers. It'll be very good for gamers, Nate. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was uh, I thought it was interesting. Steve, have you seen this commercial before? What uh, what was your 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 knee jerk here? Um well uh, I'm I'm not I'm not really about the switch. Yep. So there's that. But um yeah, it looks interesting. Uh well look, I mean I think look, here's where I think it gets interesting because it was very conveniently timed, but the big issue this week was Fortnite players who have logged on to their PS4 cannot play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. With, if they've created an account anywhere else, they can't play on their PS4. Mm-hmm. And uh then immediately after, then this commercial came out, and it the I think the perception is that Sony's being left behind a little bit. What do you think? I mean, that sounds nice, but they still have the highest selling console. They do, and it's not even close, yeah. right? Like, I mean, absolutely. But so. my my point is that we, if we are legit coming into this next console generation, you. I think the perception is with the world's biggest game, the biggest thing to ever happen in gaming, Fortnite. Uh, to not be forward thinking. Is it the world's biggest game? It's they the biggest made game right now. Three hundred and thirty-two million dollars last month. 
Um, I don't know of games that have ever done this. I just, I mean, like even Minecraft, which sold for what, like nearly $3 billion. Like the economics and the player base of Fortnite, I've never seen anything like it. But it's also a freemium. It is, but it doesn't matter. And my point is install base and revenue generated. Right. I mean, it, it, yeah. I just don't feel like it should be held to the same standard that other like full price games are because the nature of freemium is it's it's free but it's really not no, people it's, you right. people no, buy the battle pass bit, yeah. and then also too when you get into the fact that it was re- how many consoles it was released on including mobile platforms yep i mean that's we all know that's a, that's a gold mine right there so yeah i mean i'm not surprised with the money that they've come up with i mean like it, it is it is so, yeah, I, I understand you're not wanting to hold it to the same standards, but like I do because yeah, it's, it's a different. Game. It's a different model. I yes. just like to yes. the point where like you see like major league baseball players doing Fortnite dances, right? Like yeah. and stuff. Like it has become a cultural touchstone and not even like a game. I mean, way before our time, but like I, it's like how you hear about Pac Man, right? Like just like Pac Man was just everywhere. It was just synonymous with yeah. gaming, and I think this is also part of the like the zeitgeist right now in a way that like just everything isn't and then for sony not to be a part of that it's just not very forward thinking to your point they've come into this console generation they're two and a half two and a half x what what microsoft sold but i think you come out of e3 with like microsoft's very forward thinking press conference they just acquired five studios they're doing all these things i think they're going to do a lot more with pc you're like master race mm-hmm. um i don't know i don't, it doesn't leave PlayStation in a really good, I think, from a hearts and minds perspective, if you will. I agree, Patrick. I you do? Yes. I'm yes. not crazy? No, no, you're okay. not crazy. <laughs> I just like it's uh, just bad timing, too, because we're winding up this generation, right? Like at the very beginning I of this generation, right? Adam Boys handed, um, uh, uh, what's his name, on stage, he said, This is how you, how, how you, uh, play your switch game or this is how this is how you share your sony games right like it was this very like this direct shot across the bow right at microsoft um shuhei yoshida and adam boys they did the whole share thing and i think like i think they made their brand was synonymous with like being consumer friendly and i just i this Fortnite thing is tough no you look no i mean i i i agree with your sentiment i just don't think sony cares I, and I think that's a problem, though, right? Because like every they coming off the PlayStation Two generation also was that hubris, right? You remember what they said coming to PlayStation Three? You need a second job to buy this thing. It was like six hundred dollars, and like they had the best selling console of all time in the PlayStation Two. Coming to Three, that hubris sunk them coming to that generation. And there's been a lot of turnover at Sony from coming in from this generation. All the people that made the PlayStation Four the success it is, most of them are gone. Adam Boy is now the CEO of Iron Galaxy. Like, there's been significant turnover, and. I, I guess my point would be I'm not Mr. Sony businessman, but I just think from a hearts and mind perspective, like Fortnite is big enough that they need to to do some damage control and they they've been weirdly silent on it is all. I think they knew what was gonna happen and they weighed the risks and their options and they decided, nah, we'll we're gonna we'll do this. Cause there's no cause if they're gonna bring it to the game and and the shared account systems yep. and the way that epic was already running their accounts yep. they knew what they were doing oh yeah i mean they made yeah. a decision you're right i mean it, yeah. it was intentional right but like yeah i think that's it's even worse if they thought through it like do you know what i mean it's even a greater miscalculation right like i feel like and then i think that the big concern there and we are running out of time would be some of the the messaging around it. like you have to get out ahead of this stuff i think it's just because also so many people it wasn't a problem when you couldn't play fortnite 
crossplay with Xbox and PlayStation because not many of these people owned the other console, but a lot of them own as a second option that Switch, and that is that's what's causing this problem. Mm-hmm. A lot of both of those console uh, install bases on a Switch. Yeah. We have to get out of here. Um, you guys really should go uh, home if you're at home. Look up the WB. Uh, is suing uh, is suing the the Westworld game. It really cracks me up. I know you're a big Westworld fan, but we don't have time to talk about it. Nate Bethesda is, is suing. Bethesda is suing. Yeah. We're suing Warner Brothers. Yes, sir. Nate, thank you for being here. Just the two of, of us. Course. We can make it if we Uh-oh. try. Don't sing. Yeah. All right. No. The whole vibe. Totally. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Nate Miller. You can find me at all social media at Dog Like Nate. So good. So good. Steve in the booth. Where can people find you, sir? Working at AfterBuzz. <laughs> I love that, man. Thank you so much for your support today. Uh, you can thank big big thanks to Popcorn Talk Network for letting us host the show here. Uh, please follow us at twitch.tv slash inventory full. You can find me at Peter D's. Mark is at Mark B. Donica. And Stacy is at Stacy Shuttles. Go follow them as well. They'll be back with us next week. And until then, we will see you gaming. That's not it. For producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 